And now for something completely different. Welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon. What's with the um, How... short quotes? I just... I, it came to me. Hmm. It's changed. You're not well, the same as you used to be, Max. What, like two episodes ago? What happened to the time where we had to sit through three attempts at like a two-minute intro? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get there eventually. Don't worry. It's just... It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it is what it is. Did it, did it break you? And now you've not got the confidence to do a long intro. So they're just like two centered, two lines. I think it's just that a lot of the time I don't like put a load of effort into like 10 seconds of what I'm going to say at the beginning. I'll, I'll be completely honest. If I had to do movie quotes to intro the podcast, I would, you'd just hear like every line from the Corner of Trilogy at some point. It may take a hundred episodes, but I'll recite the whole entirety of the movies. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just thinking of things. And sometimes I forget to think of things, and then time comes to it, and uh, I've forgotten to think of something. Yeah. <laughs> We've advertised to the audience that Max starts the podcast off with a movie or TV show quote. They're going to go back through and just realise that half of it's just him rambling shit. Mm. Well, this week... um. We we are not coming to you with our usual format, unfortunately. Um, you can blame the postal service as fantastic as they are most of the time. Um, they are to blame for this not being your regularly scheduled programming. So we thought today we'd we'd go through some some questions, like the good old days when we got we got into lockdown and we were just like, let's do some questions instead of watching movies. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the first um, episode we did in lockdown was a. Sort of, we'll all ask a question and answer it, and then um, we soon discovered that we can watch movies without each other. Revelation, yeah, I know. Was, yeah, back when we thought that well, we'd only be doing that for like a few episodes, and we'd be back watching the Dark Man <laughs> trilogy together. And now it's been like three or four months. Yeah, uh, it's probably been more than that. Um, because we've done we only did like three episodes. Uh, <laughs> together. And we're on 19 now, or 18, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just been a over while, four yeah. months. The last actual marathon that we did was, like, the first week of November, I think. Was that the Dusk Till Dawn? No, no that, that was, was like, a... those, the three terrible movies. Have we reviewed Ninja Dragon on this movie, on this podcast? Yeah. That's, that was the last one we did. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad that we ended on a high note. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What a Ninja movie Dragon, was. Godsend, and the Legend of the um, Legends of Oz, or whatever it was called, <laughs> with Patrick Stewart yeah. as a tree. Yeah, it was horrifying. Good times. So, uh, yeah, as Matt said, we um, the post Chris delivered or sent the DVDs to me, and they didn't arrive until really late, so I didn't have enough time to watch them, and uh, so we just figured we'll ask the questions, and then just review the movies next week, because they're really fucking long as well. Mm. I didn't realise Braveheart was three hours long, nor did I know that Arrival was two hours long. Yeah. Well, that's just how it be sometimes. Yeah. How's everyone's week been? Not bad. I've been watching some of the Phase 3 Marvel videos. Marvel films because I want to get my video done soon. Are they oh, yeah. good? I think that's the the longest phase as well. Eleven movies. Yeah, I'm splitting it into two. Yeah, I I would if I were you. So, I think so many. Yeah, the first one I'm doing everything from Civil War up till um, Thor Ragnarok, and it's Black Panther to 
far from home. I will say, though, you have uh, at least passed what I would consider the worst MCU, where you've got films like Age of Ultron, Thor 2, just terrible movies. Awful. Yeah, Phase 2 is the worst one. Yeah. That's good. Have any of you, like, like with, um, like, talking to my housemates and stuff, because either they're all working or they're all, like, um, like seeing their partners and stuff like that, um, every time I have a conversation with them, they're like, oh, what you been up to today or what you been doing, like, the last few days? Honestly, the same thing I've done for the past four months. It's been so boring. And whenever people ask me, like, how are you doing? I yeah. honestly don't know how to answer the, answer the question without saying, like, well, whatever you asked last time, I'm doing the exact same. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's a lot of people's situations, though. It's just yeah, how, it's, well, how it has to be for the time yeah. being. You're still working, so you at least get some, like, eventful day-to-day goings on, whether it's, like, falling over with someone's curry or, like, not delivering an order. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> it's all fun. Chris, are you still on furlough? I am. Fucking hell. Damn, son. I I'll be PC on there till be... at least the end of lockdown. I thought PC World would um at least be considered essential because of the electronics that it does. You'd think, like especially when loads of people are working from home, you'd think like a shop that sells computers, which people need to work from home, would be essential. But nah, nah. you can get that from you can get that from Amazon. Old Jeff, make Jeff Bezos the richest man in the world again. But you could also say that for literally every single store. Like, Pets at Home's open, you can still get that pet food and all that stuff from Amazon. Yeah, literally, you can also get it from, like, Tesco's and other, like, commercial high streets, uh, commercial stores yeah. in the high street. But, um, anyway, should we, uh, should we crack down on with these questions, questionerinos? Yes. <laughs> so we're just going to go in a normal order, then? Yeah. We're not, we're not no. fancy here, we don't want to mix it up. Just uh, yeah. plain and simple. Now, we're not changing it too much. The audience <laughs> okay. know have their routine. Okay. They know um, that the movies get from worse to good, or from bad to good. Meaning moral recommendations are always good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, th- over the last week, I've been playing through the South Park games, like I completed the Stick of Truth in like one day a couple of days ago. And it just got me thinking about like, um, video games based on films and TV shows and I was just wondering if there's any like film franchise or TV show that you'd like to see made into a video game mm. did we we uh, had this question I don't know if we briefly spoke about it like the beginning of one of the other podcasts where I was talking about like the Resident Evil movies being based off the games or the Resident Evil games being turned into movies but I can't tell you off the top of my head without looking into it, one movie that was based off a game or taken inspiration from a game that is genuinely good. I mean, the there's a reboot of a Mortal Kombat coming back out, so that may be decent. But when we look at like the Resident Evil franchise, they're terrible movies. The original Mortal Kombat is a very bad, bad movie. Prince of Persia was fucking horrible. Assassin's Creed was not good at all. But I, I meant the other way. Do you? Is there any like films or TV shows that you'd like to see a video game based off it? Oh, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I feel like you can find that sort of like a mini clip game somewhere, like a small Dora the Explorer game online. 
Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to play the Dora game on the Nicktoons website all the time. Um, Yeah. I'm just trying to think now, like, whether any shows have been turned into games. Like, how is... um, Because there's two South Park games, isn't there? There's the... Is it the Stick of Destiny? And then the... The Stick of Truth. And the Fractured Butthole. That's the one. So what are they like as as games? They're great. Like, even if they weren't related to South Park, they'd just be, like, genuinely really entertaining, like, fun games. But even as, like, a South Park game, they're basically, like, two, like, South Park films that are just, like, eight hours or whatever. Like, the amount of attention to detail and stuff and clear love for South Park is insane. And it helps that oh. the creators were behind it. Yeah, that's definitely good for the whole continuity of the show. I'm going to have to think about this, because I just went on a tirade of... Because I thought you meant the other way around, and I was like, no. <laughs> no games ever go into movies are good. Um, Max, you got anything? Any games that you want turned into a movie? Or the other way around, you mean? Um, I don't really play games that much. Um, I've got, like, two games that I play just on a constant cycle, and like, I'm just not really that much of a gamer. Um, maybe like Blade Runner. I really like the world of Blade Runner. So, like, I think a game set in that world would probably be quite interesting, like an adventure game. You know, the only thing that I can ever that I can think of at the top of my head that is slightly Blade Runner esque is um Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh yeah. yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, that would that reminds me of like what the because I've not seen Blade Runner twenty forty four, which is the sequel, isn't it? Twenty forty nine. 2049. I've not seen that, but I could imagine that um, it's very similar to Cyberpunk. The Cyberpunk is very similar to that in terms of like the aesthetics, or it could be the closest representation to a game. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would. How? What would it be then? Like, like open world uh, RPG, just a normal like story based game where there's not really much character leveling up or progression from the character. Yeah, I think probably like open world. I would say, just because if, if we're basing it on like the world itself, you kind of want to explore more of what that world has to offer. So I guess you could put like action in there as well. I, it's an, it's I an think, action movie, isn't it? I think, and I don't know, because obviously you haven't played many games, have you, Max? So when it comes to like no. the genres of them, I'm not entirely sure you're clued up on the, the vast array that there are, are you? No, not really. No. So I I would say... That for Blade Runner specifically, because it's such a expansive world, and there is so much to do in it, like especially in the films, and there's so much you could do with a game. I don't know. I think Blade Runner will suit an RPG because you get you'd get your character customization, which is mm-hmm. like this is why I say it's very similar to Cyberpunk 2070 or Cyberpunk 2077, because even though that's not like a typical RPG game, you are able to level up your character and give yourself like abilities and skills. And um, I think that would just suit the Blade Runner universe. Wait, what about you, Chris? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I've that was actually one that I was thinking of. Blade Runner. They did um, in the nineties, I think it was. They did like a point and click adventure game of Blade Runner, which I've heard is decent. But I think it's like such a huge, interesting universe. You do like a fun, like action RPG sort of thing for it. Yeah, especially if they made it canon, if they canonized it with the actual movies, because there's so much that you could explore in the games or in a game variation um, that you wouldn't necessarily get from a movie. 
but then again, it's the whole that issue is something that ha- has happened with Star Wars, where like if you put continuity into a game that not many people play, some people just won't understand some things that are going on. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, like when um, Darth Maul showed up in Solo and people didn't realise he was still alive because they only revealed it in the Clone Wars series. Yeah, and and then you only find out how he actually dies in the Clone Wars as well. Yeah. Um, Um, I was thinking what could be an interesting one is like like a big expansive RPG version of the show Adventure Time. Like it's such a, a vast universe and there's so much going on in there i think it could be like an interesting sort of like a skyrim sort of quest based rpg sort of thing what of adventure time see i've not watched the adventure time tv show i'm screwed up with it but yeah i think it could be like a fun not like an incredible game but like a fun little kids game that's like has that like a rpg element to it there are like there are a few Adventure Time games, but apparently that I think they're just like shit platform, like Ratchet and Clank sort of things. Oh, Whereas yeah, I think yeah. you could do like a full like Skyrim, Witcher sort of RPG sort of thing with that universe. I'm um, I'm trying to think of like TV shows, films that would make good games. Because if you asked me this last year, I probably would have been all in favour of like an Avengers game. But the Avengers game came out, and although it was good, there were a few bugs in it. And I can see myself getting bored of that game very easily. So I wouldn't want to say like any MCU yeah. or superhero games, because... I've, I've heard nothing but bad things about the Avengers game. Apparently it gets super boring, like, an hour in. Yeah, there's... The, the, like, each character has their own like different moveset but the movesets are so repetitive like even though each character has their own one you play that character and after like 20 minutes you've pretty much nailed all the combos and you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again yeah i like the story for it though um i'm trying to think what shows have i watched i would like i honestly don't know because what 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 shows do i watch that could be turned into games grim I don't think that would make a very good game. I was thinking of like a fringe trivia game, like um, like you have Trivial Pursuit on like the PlayStation, but yeah, then you have a there board is, game. There's um, seen it, friends for the PlayStation oh, Two. Yeah well, oh, yeah, well there you go. There you go. Um, I think with like a lot of these things, they're just like already games, or like with like certain shows or movies that if they were to be turned into a game, there's probably already a game that resembles what that game would be. So, like, I think of, like, Game of Thrones as one of my favourite TV shows. If that was a game, that'd be pretty cool. But I think that's already, like, you can get a similar experience from what that game would be with other games. Yeah, Skyrim and Oblivion would yeah. 100% be what I imagine a um, Game of Thrones yeah. game would be. Like, same time period in Skyrim, you can get dragons anyway. Um, David um, Attenborough's Planet Earth documentary series as a video game. That would be, <laughs> that would be pretty good. Players David and Brange will go around. You can kick the animals if you want, or you can choose to save them. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus. Let me let me just type in. You two riff on something. I'm gonna see what video games there are, um, and I'm gonna just have a quick think. Video game adaptation of the new Aquaman movie. Don't. Apparently, um. um oh, you no. got a summer message, didn't you? That uh. 
Amelia Clark has taken over from uh, Amber Heard. Yeah. Never heard. Or mm-hmm. who I did not realise was in Never Back Down. And that used to be like one of my favourite movies. I'm going to recommend it at some point because it's really fucking good. But I know you guys aren't going to like it. Um, but she's in that. And this movie came out like years ago, like, a decade or so ago. But it just does not look like her. Yeah. Nice. Um, Schindler's List video game. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of something like Call of Duty turning that into a game. But. Uh, no. Oh, no, yeah, never mind. Yeah. No, it's a game already. What am I on about? No, no, sorry. Turning Call of Duty into a film or a TV show. But then you've pretty much got that with, like, every war movie. Yeah, like yep. Dunkirk or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. No, why am I searching video games? Climax, the video game. <laughs> you have to try and walk down a room while the screen's just flipping upside down. Yeah. I was just, like, looking at the movies on my shelves and just thinking yeah. that would be stupid <laughs> a lot of the ones that like love like film based games are normally like shit platformers for like kid movies like oh yeah like pixar films and dreamworks films and stuff do you oh, know yeah. what i've i've got two that i've just thought of and they're both vastly different mm-hmm. right. Hold up. wait what the fuck am i doing it's games to tv shows isn't it yeah why the fuck i've, <laughs> I've confused myself <laughs> I originally typed in games, and then um, I was like, oh no, why am I searching games? It's TV shows. Then I'm looking at TV shows, I was like, this would make a good game, but it's not fucking about that anyway. Um, top games. Oh. Chris, riff for me some, uh, some movies. Um, or shows, whatever. What? Something that could be interesting is like a horror game based on signs. You're just trapped mm. in that house, and there's aliens invading, and you're like, that reminds me around. a lot. That that could be very like you could style that like Resident Evil Seven or Outpost or Outlast, yeah, exactly. whatever it's called. Um, mainly the part in Resident Evil Seven that's actually good way in the house. Yeah, that part's great. The rest of it's quite there. Do you know what I think would be a good show, good TV show? Oh. Um, Portals. I think that would be quite entertaining if you got the right cast for it. Maybe. Um, oh. Zelda. Zelda's would make fantastic movies. The the Zelda actually Zelda and Metroid, they're my t- they're they're my two. If you could you could literally turn Zelda into a cinematic universe because of the different timelines from the games, and Metroid you could just do as a franchise with just uh like three movies based on each one of the games. I'd be more excited to see like a um uh Metroid film franchise. Because they could get, what, Samus is, what, about five, ten, blonde, blue-eyed. You can get those. Are they doing that? What, Metroid? I don't know. Um, I'd be surprised if they are. I'm pretty sure they were. I I thought, like, I heard some news about, like, Brie Larson playing uh, Shamus or something. Yeah, I've heard that. Whatever his name is. Uh, Maybe I won't watch it, though. Whatever her name is. (laughs) Um, Here's one. How to Train Your Dragon. As a video game, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. That's just that's just Spyro. They no, um, it's no, it's going to be good though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made one for both the first two games, but it's like I said, it's just like a generic platform action adventure sort of game for kids. Yeah. Oh, I know. We said we've we've already got like a load of like Star Wars games, but The Mandalorian could probably work. The Mandalorian would be a very good 
um, story-based game. I wouldn't necessarily but put the, it as like an RPG, but it would be a very good game. But he's in Fortnite, so we have a Mandalorian <laughs> game now. God damn it. That is true. Uh, yeah, so I've just Googled the um, Metroid, and there's just, obviously, uh, Brie Larson in, and in a lot of the pictures, so I'm guessing she has maybe been cast for it. But another one that I've just seen is Ronda Rousey. She'd make very good Samus. She's got the uh, athleticism for it, probably more so than Brie Larson, because um, she's actually an M- MMA fighter for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I I don't really know if that will be any good. It's quite a, it's a very sci-fi fantasy, and uh, the one Final Fantasy movie that they made live action was absolutely terrible. Um. I may recommend Advent Children at one point in the podcast as well, because that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. It Chapter 2 was like, it was like watching a movie, but you didn't get to play it, so it sucked. It, Max, yeah, It yeah. Chapter 2 was a movie. I think you meant video Yeah, game. I know. Yeah, it would make a, a video game. It was like watching a video game, I mean. It's one of those Telltale video games like... <laughs> It's like one of those Telltale video games where it's 90% cutscenes and you just like press X or Y every now and then to make a decision. Have you guys no, played... Just like, it was like like a quest game. Like they just went around and like to different locations and picked up different items and then threw them in a fire at the end. And like that nah, was just that, very video gamey. Yeah, but that would be fucking boring. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, has any of you played um, any of the Metroid games? Not necessarily the Game Boy ones because they're quite before well they're not before our time but we were very young when they came out but mainly the uh through the trilogy on the gamecube so metroid 1 2 and 3 any of you, you played them metroid prime yeah yeah metroid no. prime no i've only played the original like nintendo super nintendo ones oh really yeah so yeah. if they i reckon they could do a decent uh trilogy based on each one of the games because the games are really entertaining, and it's a very expansive world that they've got in there, but um, it just have to be done right, because otherwise it's going to be shit. <laughs> but Chris, you've yeah. played Zelda, haven't you? I saw you posted a YouTube video of you doing uh, a playthrough of it the other day. I think Zelda would make a very good um TV show. That would be like almost... No, it wouldn't. I was going to say it'd be like The Witcher, but it wouldn't be. Yeah. It's in the same realm, but... um. Sort of fantasy. The, the biggest problem I think a lot of like studios have when they adapt a video game into a film is that in the video games, the main character normally doesn't have any personality at all because you're controlling him, so you put your own personality into him, and that doesn't really translate into a film because the main character still is like incredibly flat and uninteresting. See, that is so why I think. I think some of the Halo live-action movies that have come out have not been very good, and the planned Halo live-action movies haven't been released because of that reason. Yeah. They're meant to be doing a, a Halo series, aren't they? I don't know if that's still going ahead, but... They're, they're meant to. Now, like, with Halo, for example, I think that's an exception, because even though the protagonist of the series, the most iconic character on Xbox... Is a silent protagonist. He says a few lines here and there. Doesn't really talk much. There's so many good characters around him that I necessarily don't think he needs to speak um, a lot. But even if they don't base it on him, 
Halo 3 ODST and Halo Reach 2 Halo games, Halo Reach, a lot of praise about that game does not involve Chief at all. Spartan 117 yeah. in the, the whole entirety of the of the game. Um, so they could do like either a film or TV series based on Reach. That would be really good. Also, a lot of the books could be turned into like series. Because a lot of the books fucking they're amazing. Some of the lore that you find out like about rereading them is just incredible. And the majority of them, or the vast majority of them, don't even either don't have Chief or have him when he's training up. And I think that would be a good show to watch him in his early days yeah. when he does speak a lot. And I read the book story. where he's I read the book where he's like starts off with him as a kid and he gets picked up and then he gets trained to become Master Chief. Yeah. Kidnapped from his parents. Jumanji game, but real life. What with uh, what's his name? Robin Williams just like jumping out of the Robin, board. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you guys yeah. ever watch Zephora, which is like Jumanji but in space? No. Oh yeah. I that movie I sucks. I didn't it like Jumanji. No, me neither. So, so I'm not gonna watch anything that's Jumanji like. Yeah, don't bother. Zephora sucks ass, man. That's a terrible, terrible movie. Anyone else? Uh, got it's any Jumanji, but they go to space. A, anyone else got um, any? Final thoughts on a games they want to show. Really. It's a I've... shame that there's not many good um like movie based video games. Like I can think of very few video games based on a film or TV show that are actually good. Uh one of my favourites is CSI for the PlayStation two. I didn't play it. Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> they made a lost game on PS2. Oh, I tell you what would be uh, another one that I'd add: uh, the Metal Gear Solid games as uh, movies. They're making one at the moment, starring Oscar Isaac as Solid Snake. Well, there you go. Yeah. Look at that! I've predicted the future. All right, then Splinter Cell, very, very MGS-like, but just uh, moderner, more modern. Um, American Beauty as a video game. <laughs> just try not to be caught being a paedophile. Yeah. Fucking hell, Max. Does the game end with you getting killed as well? Yeah. (laughs) Right, I think I've exhausted my list of potential failed games or failed movies. Yeah. Yeah. John Wick? Yeah. That could be interesting. That's already sort of been done, though. Yeah, it would be probably like just a a generic action shooter game. I'd say John Wick would be kind of like a Hitman-based game. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, so with that list oh, exhausted, it follows. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> John Wick's also in Fortnite as well. Oh my god, Max, you're um, you're completely going the wrong way about it. It's shows into games. What? Shows into games, not games into shows. What was I saying? I don't know. I think you just got bored and started naming a bunch of ridiculous movies. Yeah, to turn into video games. Yeah, but it follows would be. Game of the year yeah. at this rate. Good movie. All right. <laughs> That's that. Jesus. Um, I had a question, and then I just got rid of it because I thought it was boring, so I'm going to do <laughs> this other question you, that I think would be a lot more interesting. Chris. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. Because I'm not really like the biggest fan of video games, so I just... I wouldn't have a lot to say about it. Um, as you saw, 
just started reeling off just movies that would work as video games and a lot of them would not. Um, my question is, what are some of the worst movies that you have ever seen? Uh, I don't think we've talked about Planet, that before. Opera, Repo, Thingy Movie, <laughs> Godsend. Godsend was great. What are you talking about? It had Roy in it. That's no, the don't... thing about Godsend <laughs> is like we, we saw like Roy die in Godsend and then like all of a sudden afterwards... We see all these Roys out in the real world, and you're like, we there never, were never this many Roys out in the real we, world before. We never saw Roy, di- Roy die. We just saw his dead body <laughs> and his mum crying, just floating away in the river. Yeah, <laughs> poor Roy. I mean, how <laughs> dumb do you have to be to not be able to swim in a lake? Not even a lake, a tiny river. <laughs> you don't know. There could have been rapids. He was a frail little boy. I think he was kind of fat. Rubber dingy rapids, brother. <laughs> that would be a Remember good like game. Like the... That would be a good game. Four lions. <laughs> yeah. At oh. the end, you have to bomb boots. I remember, like back in the day, Chris and I would uh, get together and just like marathon different movies. We did like a an Alvin and the Chipmunks marathon one time, <laughs> and like those movies, like I didn't like think one way or the other about them, but that experience was. Fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was so. awful. Can I just say, so um, we're like, uh, we're not gonna like do the normal uh routine of like reviewing movies. We'll uh, ask questions, and Max's question is, can we review some movies? Review worst movies. Yeah, just some of the worst movies you've seen. What's the worst movie you've seen this year? Um, this year in twenty twenty one. No, no, twenty twenty actually, because it's been like two days into twenty twenty one. Artemis Fowl. Probably. Oh, I heard terrible. You went to or see like, it in the cinema, didn't you, Chris? No, it no. didn't get a cinema release. It just went straight to Disney+. Plus. Oh, I'm thinking of bat- the Elitist Battle Angel thing. Elitist yeah. Battle Angel, yeah. Elita Battle Angel. That was also <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty shit. <laughs> There's a... Yeah. Artemis Fowl. I've, I haven't watched it, but you two have said bad things about it, so I don't think I'm going to watch it. Don't bother. That was like the worst movie from last year, but the last movie... The worst movie that I watched last year was definitely Paranormal Ascendancy. Yeah, I was thinking that. Nah, you, you, you've got Please to admire how low budget that no. movie was and just how bad Why? it was. Why? Why do I have to admire that? Because it's fucking hilarious that it was turned into a movie and then the age rating was changed. <laughs> it's like, not, some, just because it's like just because it like defies all logic about how bad a movie can be doesn't make it like by default a good movie <laughs> did you no, not it love- makes it terrible did you not love the part where like there was just a random cut to black screening in the middle of the movie and then the goth girl who was <laughs> credited as goth girl just hissed at the two other people i like yeah. when they play the sum 41 song even though they clearly didn't have the budget to get the rights for it Mate, I've still not got a reply on Instagram when I messaged the actress that played one of the girls. <laughs> it's been nearly been nearly like a year and I've got nothing back. That movie made Maybe me you'll never hear really that. upset. I yeah. A terrible. Well, I'm gonna say uh I I'm not gonna say paranormal ascendancy because I would have much preferred much rather have watched that than um watching Forbidden Planet, which, um, thinking off the top of my head, is definitely the worst movie I've ever seen. I've probably seen worse. <laughs> I just cannot remember. But Forbidden Planet, like, 
it's it was an are we yeah so it's an alien movie what we did on an alien marathon and we just all chose I arguably say I'm the only one that chose anything related to what we were going for. And uh, it was terrible. There was no aliens whatsoever. It was like a, a sub... What's it? A uh, subconscious gorilla that beat people yeah. up and, and killed them. It might have been an alien gorilla. An alien subconscious. <laughs> it took the form of a gorilla because its true form was something that the humans could never understand or comprehend fully in their own minds. So did you think of that? I don't think you did. No, I was distracted by the section of the movie where we followed a character that got the robot to make him a shit ton of alcohol and then he got scared about drinking the shit ton of alcohol and it was just, yeah. God, what a movie. Yeah, I also liked the diverse cast of all white men and one female. That's just what it was like. That's how it was. Yeah, very, yeah. very telling of the age. I have seen plenty of terrible films. Like, I'd say up until like two or three years ago, I pretty much just watched nothing but terrible films. Like, <laughs> just because they, I found them funny. I found them entertaining. <laughs> and then it just got to a point where I was just watching like super low budget shit from the 80s that no one's heard of. And I just felt like I was wasting my time. I'd probably say Paranormal Ascendancy is the worst movie Mm -hmm. I've watched, but there's a lot of strong contenders. I I just um, don't think you guys understood the movie, in all fairness, and the brilliance behind it. I understood it, but yeah, there's other strong contenders like Disaster Movie. Like All of those shit parody movies were awful, but Disaster Movie was like the worst one. Epic movie. Um, Mm. I really liked Disaster Movie when I was like a child. <laughs> I, I liked all of those parody movies at the time. Then I watched Disaster Movie when it came out, and I was like, even then, I didn't like it. Yeah. Well, are you um, including the uh, scary movies on that as well? Yeah, but they're all right. They're like probably the best ones, like at least with the movie name on it. Like when you get to like epic movie and disaster movie and date movie and shit, scary movies the best ones. Yeah. I remember that, like, some of them being, like, a little bit racist as well. They just, like, trying to push the bar with what they could go with, but they just came off being just really racist. I feel like a lot of them won't hold up today. Like, if you try and watch them, there'll be a lot of stuff where you're like, oh, yeah, you couldn't get away with that now. Uh, Any of them on streaming services? Because I can't imagine any streaming platform would host them. Um, Not that I know of, but they probably are. Probably just locked away somewhere deep on Netflix or something. (laughs) got to type in a certain code and log in at a certain time and <laughs> you can watch the first one yeah. i remember there was like a twilight parody movie that came out called vampires suck and at the time i yeah. saw that in the cinema at the time i was like that was hilarious because i was like like 10 or whatever or like 15 and now i just i think i would watch it and just like those movies anyway are not good and a parody movie of them is just it's somehow worse <laughs> Yeah, I saw it when it came out and enjoyed it. And I watched it a couple of years ago with a group of people and they were all laughing and I like left like 20 minutes in because I couldn't handle any more of it. Yeah, the, my, um, my least favourite movie ever is definitely The Last Airbender. I fucking hate that movie so much. Yeah. Like Chris bought me the DVD like a few years ago. I still have it. And like, like last year, I think it was like, maybe it's not as bad as I remember it being. So I popped it in. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was terrible. Is, that, is, that, is it live action? 
Yeah. Directed oh. by M. Night Shyamalan. I can only yeah. imagine that that movie is bad. This is what I mean. Games and animes just aren't made into good live action. You can't turn an anime into a live action. It just doesn't work well. Yeah. Don't stop them trying. No. No, but they've they tried with fucking Dragon Ball, and look how that turned out. That was fucking awful. Last Airbender, another one that's terrible. Death Note, for Christ's sake. That was bad. Yeah. yeah. The Last Airbender, for me, stings just that little bit more, because... The show is one of my favourite shows ever. I was going to say, like, yeah, you probably... I, I hate the Resident Evil movies. I I watched one... I rented one the other month or the other week, like, beginning of this year, on a Prime. Spent £2.50 on it, because I wasn't paying for the HD version. I got standard. And it was the last one. And, like, halfway through the movie, I just... I fell victim to the, to the sunk cost fallacy where I was halfway through and I was like, this is a shit movie, but I'm not going to give up watching it because I'm halfway through now. I've invested 45 <laughs> minutes of my life. So I wasted another 45 watching the movie and <laughs> it's fucking awful. I think my um one like that, like a film that just is insulting to me because I have like a connection to what it's like following up is The Exorcist 2. Because obviously mm. The Exorcist is my favourite film. But the second one was directed by someone who hated the original movie. <laughs> so he just wanted to make something completely different. And it's just batshit insane. Doesn't make any sense. And it's just incredibly boring. It's just an awful film. Why would you even take on a movie like that if you hate the thing that came why before? On earth would, why would a studio cast the director if he's openly not liking the first movie? That he's... I don't know. Well, that's kind of what happened with the new to. Star Wars trilogy, isn't it? That's kind of what happened with the sequel Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> they what all just we... hate the movies that came before them, so they just make something that, like Who's the... that erases that movie, and then it's shit. Wasn't there? Wasn't there two directors that did the the new trilogy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got J.J. Abrams did the Force Awakens, and then Ryan Johnson came in, and then afterwards they rehired J.J. Abrams for the last one. Fuck me! Like no wonder the trilogy just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shame. But that's a story watched... for another time. Yeah. yeah. We'll get around to those eventually. For sure we will. I can't, can't wait. I can't wait to do the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's like a movie that I think I watched last year. Or like, I think it might have been the year before. It's like, doesn't even deserve to be called a movie. It's called Reese the Movie, a movie about Reese. And it's like this <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Like, hour and a half long advertisement for the chocolate brand Reese, like Reese's peanut butter cups. And it's just like all these, like, ASMR YouTubers around the table, just like playing with fucking Reese chocolate and just talking about it. What the fuck? It's like they're in this, like, orange room and surround, like, around an orange table, and it looks disgusting. It's got this really weird, eerie sense to it. And it like it's kind of creepy in a way, even though it, its primary objective is to relax you. It's like just horrible to watch. I think I saw a trailer for this or something. I swear I've heard about this before. I've seen a a snapshot of the uh, the movie. Cause yeah, I also saw the trailer for it, and then I completely forgot about its existence. And then I saw Max <laughs> review it on Letterbox. I was like, Jesus! Wait, did you yeah, watch the I whole thing about it again? Yeah, it's like because. 
when you get like a certain amount of time into it, you're like, well, sorry to the only way you, that Max. I'm going to be able... Max, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to send you guys a picture in the group chat, right? I've typed in Reese's Pieces movie um, to try mm-hmm. and find the trailer. I'm going to send you guys a picture of what's just popped up, the first three recommendations, and I want you guys to give a live reaction on the podcast. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, this is incredible. Oh, I've got to turn the camera around. Sorry Can't wait it. for this. I'll send you a video. Can't wait for the juicy reaction. But yeah, that movie was like terrible. And it's right. like, because when you get chat, a certain amount sent, of time yeah, just into it, it's like, the only way that I can justify what I've done with my time and wasted it is if I actually finish the whole movie and then review it and just voice my outrage for how terrible it is. All right, here we go. What is this? Nice. Reese's Pieces movie. Oh my God, it's E.T. <laughs> Why is he there? It's E.T. In a bowl was of Reese's like a, Pieces. There's E.T. Like really um, having a, a light at the end of his finger. He's got a Reese's Pieces. It's because Elliot puts down the Reese's Pieces for him to lure him to his room. That is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I thought you guys would have a better reaction than what you did. I thought was fucking (laughs) hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, sorry to disappoint. Sorry, it's not me. It's the viewers that are going to be disappointed. Yeah. Chris and I once watched a movie a few years back, and this was like the worst experience I've ever had. It was called Food Fight. And it's like this animated movie, this t- horribly animated movie starring Charlie Sheen. And it's just like, it's so goddamn boring and terrible. I just sort of like floated out of my body just to get away from it. It was just horrible. Yeah. I remember we wanted to, re- we wanted to record like a commentary track for the film and like cut it down to like the funniest moments. But after like an hour in, Max wasn't saying anything. He was just like a broken <laughs> shell of a person. Yeah. Well, um, it's so bad. What's that about? Because I always get confused between Food Fight and Food Boy. That's another fucking movie that was terrible to watch. <laughs> That's that on my it. list, actually. Yeah. That food Fight food is like basically Wreck It Ralph, but instead of video game characters, it's food mascots. Oh God. Hmm. Hey, what, who's Charlie Sheen play? The detective dog. Oh my god. Um Pop Star Christmas. That's a bad movie. Puppy Star Christmas was was pretty terrible. I would say that ninety percent of what I recommended for you guys is probably the worst movies. But mm. I think, yeah, genuinely the worst film I think I've ever seen is gonna be Forbidden Planet. It was just in an era that I don't really give a shit about. The story was terrible. The acting awful. Did not like it. I was bored. Um, God yeah. send what a waste of an hour and a half of my life the only Stay Alive was definitely one of the worst movies I've ever seen mate that we, uh, we've we recommended on this uh, podcast that yeah. was dire I, I like it I like it It's uh, for me it's just like a, a switch off movie I can just have it as background noise and like just don't really need to pay attention to it but if I like zone in I sort of know what's going on yeah I like yeah. paying attention to movies <laughs> In terms of films we've reviewed on the podcast, for me, I think the worst ones have been Puppy Star Christmas and Repo, the genetic opera. <laughs> nice. So, got, so Paranormal, oh, we haven't reviewed Paranormal Ascendancy, have we? No. no. I, no. I reviewed it on my channel, but we didn't do it on the podcast. 
Oh yeah, I want to watch that review again because it's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, Pop Star Christmas wasn't great. Uh, I kind of regret recommending that. And Opera, the Repo People, just (laughs) I still haven't forgiven Max for recommending that movie. Yeah, well, there's like I know like people rag on like the Disney, uh, new wave Disney movies with with like their remaking of their classic animated movies into uh, live action, but that like a lot of them are just absolute dog shit like i watched the new aladdin movie that is genuinely one of the worst things i've ever seen it is terrible yeah, it sucks i i haven't like heard I also watched about um, the uh remakes that they've the live action remakes that they've done no because they're all terrible the nutcracker and the four realms i switched that on just for a bit of light watching oh oh, oh boy that was tough to get through <laughs> i don't know why they keep making them because people go to see them, I guess. It's just like well, yeah, yeah. nostalgia bait. Like, but then people come out and they're like, I, that was good because I remember what watching the original was like. <laughs> I that's all they, the original that, That's all they need, though. Like, they're yeah. just like, t- it's just tugging on people's nostalgia. Like, I haven't watched any of them because I never watched any of the, the originals or the ones that I did watch. I didn't like. I'm really, out of all the Disney movies, they haven't remade Treasure Planet, which is one of the best animated Disney movies I think I've ever seen. It's just incredible. Yeah. That is a great movie. Yeah. They'll, get, think... around, they'll get around to it, honestly. I, I don't know if they will, because it was like financially quite unsuccessful when it came out, because it cost so much to make and not enough people went to see it, so it was just kind of a bit of a failure for them. Yeah, but like they also remade like Pete's Dragon. <laughs> yeah, fair that point. Was that was like the exact same. Oh dear, Cars Two. That sucked. That was terrible. <laughs> Watch that because I was like watching all the Pixar movies, and now I'm up to like Finding Dory. I've just stopped. I can't be bothered to watch that movie. But Cars Two <laughs> was oh, horrible, man. It was so bad. I can't believe how bad that movie was. There's just a lot of shit movies we've watched. In all honesty, a lot of bad yeah. movies. Yeah. One of the best bad movies that we've watched, though, is definitely The Prince and the Surfer. That movie is <laughs> that's just that's like a gem, a gem of a bad movie. I, I would say that and Ninja Dragon. Yeah, Ninja Dragon. Was Ninja Dragon for me was pretty just, epic. It is just so like they mixed two different movies together. And oh, it's just so bad. People doing yeah. backflips onto the wall, but you can just tell they've just done a front flip and they've just reversed the clip. Yeah, but that's Prince, just good old fashioned. Fun. Prince and the Surfer was just fucking hilarious. The shot at the end where it's like they're both standing next to each other, and you can see the line down the middle. Like in every scene <laughs> yeah. they're together, you can just see the line down the middle where the cameras just split, where they've used two different shots. You're like fucking hell. There's there's just something about really bad '90s and 2000s kids movies that are just really funny. I think it's just because hmm. of how yeah. clearly out of touch, like the entire crew are like trying to make that film like super epic and extreme because that was like the cool thing in the 90s but it's just super lame they try too hard yeah what's his name hey is it chase cash cash that's it hey cash (laughs) does the old finger wagging thing fucking hell yeah yeah that movie was hilariously bad it's like i would implore like anyone to watch that movie it's just like a really fun time there's like the actor plays a British kid and an American kid, and no one questions his British ac- British accent. All of a sudden, they just they're like, "Why are you acting weird?" Um, 
cunt's got an accent. I would, like, as much as I would recommend that movie for, like, a hilarious time, I probably wouldn't say watch it alone. It's not really a movie to watch alone. You've got to watch it with mates because you just laugh at it. That's what we did. That's why Ninja Dragon was so funny as well. I don't think I could have got through that whole movie if I was on my own. But because we just all found it hilarious. I don't think I could have gotten through Godsend, in all fairness, if Max didn't have a fucking fit halfway through. Mm. Nah, that was just really boring. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was yeah, Max, was just his mind had broken at that point. You need to make your own fun with these terrible, terrible movies. Otherwise, you just, like, you get out of it and you're like, oh my god, that's like an hour and a half, I'm not getting back. Like, at least we had, like, a bit of fun with it. I think that's what made um, Puppy Star Christmas and Repo so painful to watch, because we were all watching yeah. them by ourselves. Like, we couldn't laugh about it with anyone. We just had to suffer alone. Yeah. yeah. But that was Max's plan all along. Mm-hmm. I had some sort of plan. I don't know what, but that was part of it. I also like recently watched um the 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 original Friday the Thirteenth movie, and that was like oh, that was terrible. That was so bad. Like I can't even describe how terrible that movie was. Do you know what? I thought I- it was going to be good, but because no, it's you- like a classic, but it's it's just bad. Do you know what I like watching? I can understand why the Halloween franchise is like considered um such a good mo- so, like very good movies or so um iconic if you use that word because Robert England just had so much character about him and it just like uh, he just You're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street that's the one yeah not Halloween sorry um yeah she had so much character about him and he made the role funny and it just fit him being yeah. so, like, the movie being so camp and cheesy. But, like, fucking Halloween. The first Halloween was good. The second one was good. Then every Halloween movie up until the 2021 or 2019 or 2018 did it come out. Yes, 2018, long, I think. A long time ago. They were all terrible. 90% of the Friday the 13th movies are fucking awful. Even the reboot that they did of it was not that great. Um... Oh, and I, I was the exact same yeah. as you, Max. I went on a phase where I'd watched all of the... Like, I watched all the Halloween movies, I watched all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and I watched all the Friday the 13th movies. And I was like, I can remember these being so much better, but they just aren't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're I, not I, very I, good I, films. I didn't really care for the first Halloween movie, honestly. Um, why, even though I do... I why, like John Carpenter, but that why, was just... It wasn't... Why, it um... Wasn't good. Why do you think, uh... Like... I'd say those characters, Freddy, uh, Michael, and Jason, are so iconic in terms of like horror. Then, because the movies aren't necessarily good, but was it because they were like the first of their kind back in back in the day? I suppose so. They're like like really standout slasher movies. I guess and people. I, I don't know much about like the slasher genre, but I can't really name you any other movies before then that really did the slasher movie. Uh, as we know it today, no. so maybe that's that's about it. Well, like Black Christmas as well. That was like one of the first ones, and I like that movie, but I don't think it's amazing. So I guess it's just like this kind of this new thing that people got into, and uh, yeah, held close they to their hearts. A lot of them would come out like basically every year, so it came like an event. Like every year, you'd like go with like a girl you wanted to get with, and like. Maybe have a sneak a few drinks in and just like go with all your mates and shit. That explains. Yes, I remember it well. Why Chris was so insistent on bringing Darcy to the Halloween movie we went to see in 2018? 
That explains she wasn't why Connor yes, was so insistent was. on bringing me to the Nightmare Before no, Christmas just movie last her. year. No, there was me, you, Tobin, and Darcy. I don't think she was there. But... Yeah, because we lived together. So Tobin would go out oh, and leave her at home. Is that why nice. you took me to see um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Connor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I took the wrong shot there, in all fairness. Should have taken your dad. <laughs> What's his... Or Roy? BMX, did it work? Yeah, Roy. Did I woo you? Um, That was a good movie, to be fair. Oh my like, god! I didn't no. like that, and I didn't. I'm so sorry. I've just, I've just remembered the worst movie that I've ever seen, and this is 100 percent the worst movie that I've ever seen. <gasps> a Cure for Wellness, fucking awful movie. Mm. Yeah, that is up there. That is probably it was like three hours long. <laughs> yeah, that is probably my worst movie of all time. In all fairness, sorry, I just interrupted that you talking so about bad. your experience of uh, watching Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, it was good. Yeah, Cure for Wellness. That was like one of the worst experiences I've ever had in a cinema. I just wanted to leave the entire time, and it was three hours long, and it f- felt like double that, honestly. That I, was horrible. If I had a bit more confidence, I would have like just said to you guys, like, let's just get up and go. I was half tempted to say, like, oh, let's just like one at a time go to the toilet like every five minutes, and then we'll just leave, because I didn't, I didn't want to leave like in front of everyone. Because me, Chris, Tobin, and Darcy did that at a gig once. We went to see the opening band, and uh, that was it. And then left, and they, as we were walking out, they were like, Oh, where are you guys going? We're like, We're leaving. Oh, this early? Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I felt, felt compelled to stay for that movie. It would have I... been a better use of my money just to leave. Yeah, I didn't think there were, like, because three different times it felt like the movie was coming to an end, and then it carried on. And I was like, We must be close to yeah. the end now. And then it would just carry on and carry yeah. on. I was like, it must be close, it must be close. And then like an hour and a half later, you're like, no, it was still here. It was like six acts long. It's fucking yeah. awful. And then like, it started out as this guy going to get this business tycoon so he could come back and sign some paperwork. And then it ended with like, this cult and someone being immortal and stealing like youth and faces of people. And like, what? How did we get here? Not the plot of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, it's so weird. It was so weird. Norma the North. Chris and I have watched that movie. <laughs> a terrible fucking animated movie about polar bear. Norma the North. That There's was like three or four experience. sequels to that now. Yeah, they just what's, keep pumping them out. I don't know why. I don't know the, who's watching them. What's the um polar bear movie we watched? With the talk oh, the polar, polar bear king. Ah, oh, that's the yeah, that was awful. Mm. Still got that DVD. <laughs> uh, who's I, got I, paranormal? I still got. I do. I've got that. Prince and the Surfer, got all of the ones we did last time, so um, that Oz film, Godsend and um, Ninja Dragon. Yeah, you've got mm-hmm. to keep, you've got to keep uh, par- Paranormal Ascendancy. That's a, uh, that's going to be a relic of mine. I'm going to pass that down to my children if I ever decide to have any, um, or like give it to my nieces and nephews when they're old enough to watch it, which is like 12. And, uh, and watch this good movie. Yeah. I've still got like um, a DVD that Connor left here um, the last time that we were able to meet up. Like Phoenix, it's called. Oh, the Phoenix like, Forgotten. Pick that for. Um... No, it's just called Phoenix. Phoenix oh, yeah, Forgotten cause... was trash. Yeah, because um, Connor, you couldn't get a film for in time for the 50p marathon. So both oh, me yeah. and Max bought one. Oh, yeah. And that was the one I got. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. So that's still here. We can well, watch that yeah, because we were like, when this we'll lockdown is over. And we were like, I'll choose that on the next one. Long behold, we did not know the next one would be like six months later. Still hasn't come. <laughs> yeah. What a shame. 
brilliant. What a shame. Anyone yeah. else got any bad movies? <laughs> Southland Tales was terrible. <laughs> it's like the, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's like three hours long and nothing happens and the rock's in it. <laughs> that, uh, Richard Kelly is a hack. He directed Donnie Darko, which was great, and then nothing but shit. Yep. Any other bad movies? Probably. Or have we exhausted the list of what's on the top of our heads? Yeah, I think we've gone on for a while, so... Alright then. So, um, I want to ask you guys how you feel about uh, Warner Bros. announcing that all of their movies this year are going to be released on their streaming service. On streaming services. Rather than, well, I, I guess what they said is they, they're going to release them in the movies and streaming services, but obviously if they aren't going to come out in the movies, they're still going to release them on their streaming services. And I've just uh, Googled uh, what movies are meant to be coming out this year from Warner Brothers uh, 2021, and uh, I'm not excited for a lot of them. <laughs> will say yeah um what are the what are the new releases because i'm not really sure right so i read them out they've got uh, a new suicide squad uh godzilla vs kong mortal kombat matrix 4 the new conjuring movie space jam Zack snyder's uh justice league cut sherlock holmes 3 dune this is what i i was waiting for a movie like this to come out uh locked down which i'm guessing is going to be similar to what uh <laughs> We're going for at the moment. Um, in the highlight, oh, in the heights, the new Tom and Jerry movie, Little Things. Oh yes, King Richard, uh, the Many Saints of Newark, whatever that is. Um, those who wish me dead, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I'm not, I can't read that one. Um, no sudden move and Reminiscence. Yeah, I can't read that one either. A lot of movies, notable ones. Sherlock Holmes 3, Kong, Matrix 4, and many others. I'm excited for Dune, but I really would, if if it's an option, I would prefer to see it uh, in the cinema. But with, with a lot of these movies, I think it's probably a good thing that you can see them from the comfort of your own home, or and you, or you can choose to go to the cinema if the cinemas are open. Because like, just to, like, with like what Christopher Nolan did, um, putting Tenet in the cinema, people could only see that in the cinema. And they were like risking their lives by doing it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah well, I think it can only be a good thing. We've spoken about this before on a previous episode, haven't we? Like the state of where the state of the cinema world is going to be, um, like by the time the pandemic is over. Because as we've said, AMC have closed down 150 um, of their cine worlds across America and the UK. Um, I can't yeah. imagine. I mean, we've only got three cinemas round where we live. And that's Gunwharf, Port Solon, and Southampton would be the next closest one. I mean, what I'm really asking is that the first part is going to be like, what are our thoughts about these movies being released on the streaming service? So, experience. What do we think they're going to be priced at? They're going to be included in the monthly subscription. I mean, uh, Marvel have said that they're going to be releasing. Um, What's it called? Black Widow on in March, hopefully in cinemas and on streaming. But I think they said they are going to release it on uh, Disney Plus. And secondly, um, if a lot of these movies, especially with Warner Bros, if there is a success in these movies being released on streaming services, is this really the end of of cinemas? Really, and I don't mean like all cinemas. There are still going to be a select few that are open. 
for the experience. But if streaming's a um a success and cinemas get less and less traction as the years go on, we'll end end up the same same way as blockbusters, where there's very limited stores around the world. Um, I think. I don't think um, cinemas will like take a gigantic hit. I think they will still be a thing, but I think what cinemas show, there'll be less of. It'll basically just be like nothing but like big blockbuster movies that they know they're not going to make as much if they just put it onto streaming. I think it's going to be the case that we'll see less and less like smaller movies come out to the cinema and like less like foreign films and stuff like that. It's mostly just going to be like Marvel films or shit like that like huge blockbuster movies movies. that yeah films that people would go like see regardless yeah yeah that's probably my my biggest worry is that we will see these um these smaller movies that i think people should give a chance to um just leaving like the mainstream cinemas and it's a problem for us at least where we live because we don't really have that many small uh independent cinemas we've got like one in portsmouth but that that's about it so like we, we, i feel like we're gonna see a decline in these smaller movies i i really hope that's not the case but it seems to be where it's going like martin scorsese came out um very recently to uh he, he brought out like an essay of like the state of cinema and like he's saying like stream, streaming services are devaluing cinema like cinema to him it used to be this big like experience and it's it was like about a love for the art, but now it's like just about content. How much can we put out there, and how many people can we get watching it? It's not really about like people, like the big companies. They don't make movies just because they love making movies. They just it's it's about like turning a profit and what works best. That's why we see shit like the Sonic movie coming out <laughs> or like New Mutants. It just doesn't they don't work, and they just. Like what? What's even the point of them? It's just to make money. I I still think you can have a very good experience, even though it's going to be the same experience as you get at a movie. I think you can have the same level of enjoyment, just in very different ways, from having it streamed at home. And I I I, I get it. It's it's an art. Making movies is 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 an art, and the experience of it is like I could not imagine of experience. Like one of the best movie experiences that I've had is watching and i was talking to my friend will about this yesterday is uh the infinity war and endgame midnight screening that me chris him and uh chris's girlfriend went to was fucking incredible and i could not imagine doing that at home but at the same time no when we especially disney's gonna have a monopoly on going forward if a lot of these smaller movies are phased out mainly because disney own fox they own marvel and they own um, all of their own original stuff. So if we're getting like two Marvel movies, some Fox like Fantastic Four-ish movies, and then the Disney originals being remade into the into the movies, and he's like Star Wars and stuff yeah, as well. Like all of that is owned by one company, so you're gonna have a they're gonna have a monopoly on the cinema world. People are gonna be outraged about that because then these other studios are not gonna have nowhere near as much time in the cinema as these do. But especially with Disney. A lot of this stuff caters for children, and when we look at, like the living wage and where people are financially now, especially after this lockdown, it for a lot of families, which are going to be the predominant, predominantly a large portion of the audience, 
it's going to be a lot more cost effective and a lot easier in terms of managing your kids and managing time to stream a movie at home because the kids don't really give a shit about the experience they just like watching the movies and i think a good portion of the audience are these fit that demographic so i don't know even though like there are people like us where we love the experience and it's like a day out it's just incredible to go to i just think we aren't going to be enough to kind of keep this afloat for as long and i i do see not every movie a theater closing but a good portion of them like what amc have done with their cine worlds 150 stores 40,000 people lost jobs like we already had cinemas closing down here um well no we had we had, we haven't even had cinemas built here we had the one in caution that was closed down decades ago and we've only had two in this area since yeah. i think i just don't i don't want to see cinema becoming like this niche because you know like People go to the cinema to like waste time or like it's a mainstream activity, I would say, but maybe like the mainstream audiences aren't going to the cinema to see these like smaller movies, I guess. So maybe there's a risk for that going away, but I, I would hope not. There's like, but then we, we like with without like streaming services, you wouldn't get all these other movies like um, the, the Irishman by Martin Scorsese is doing a new movie for Apple. Apple streaming service, you wouldn't get like um, the new Charlie Kaufman movie or uh, Pieces of a Woman. These these movies that you wouldn't get anywhere else, but because they're there on these streaming services, people are going to watch them because maybe they don't have anything else to do while they're sitting at home, but they probably wouldn't do as well in the cinemas. So maybe we'll see the decline of that kind of movie going away, but I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's a weird one where we are. Like, because for the for the like back in the day the internet mobile phones all of these things that we now take as basic human rights that's what some people are classing these as especially the internet um these things were classed as fads when they first came out i mean gary v was on the stage talking about how the internet is going to be the most dominant form of uh, the most dominant platform in the world and one of the most like successful ways to do business arguing with people that were advocating for like the newspaper and saying like the internet's a fad it will go away same thing with mobile phones when they first came out and now to us they're you don't leave the house without your phone and no house goes out without internet or the large majority of them so it's like we could think one thing but we never know what's happening and even if this pandemic continues to like go on, we we have no idea where these businesses are financially. And um, I'm I don't know. I'm quite happy with with watching stuff um in my room at my own comfort. But with the bigger movies, I would definitely go to see um them in the cinema. But for me, that is more of a financial thing because I have to pay for parking, pay for my fuel. I have to take the time out to see the movie. Then I have to somehow find a spot, find a spot back at home. And it becomes more of a, a hassle. It's more about comfort and accessibility over the experience. Yeah, I can see a lot of people being like that. Like, wanting to... Like, I think the Marvel films and stuff, like those big event movies, they'll still be popular. People will still go see them in the cinema because it's all about the experience and... For those fans, that's worth. It's worth like going through all the hassle that you just said 
to have that experience and to watch it on a huge screen with great sound and stuff rather than watch it on like a tiny screen at home. But I do think smaller films will definitely end up suffering. I can also see um, piracy like increasing massively. Yes. Because if like, cause, like having like um, all the newer films like in HD on streaming services or like to rent or whatever, that's like instantly going to mean that there's like an instant HD copy like on Pirate Bay or whatever that people can just go to and save the money and still get that experience. Yeah. And I think that's going to take a huge leap. It's, it's Especially at the moment when the economy is so fucked that people can't afford to spend £30 to watch Mulan at home or whatever. Yeah, as well as having a Disney Plus membership. Mate, it's, it's so fucked because like you're going to have people that can't afford to watch these movies pirating the movies but then the studio aren't going to make the money back from making these movies so would they continue making these movies and it's just like it's just so like you said the economy is just so fucked at the moment it leaves everything in such a limbo state where everyone's just trying to do something to to help them financially and uh every like someone someone's going to suffer and it's it's just a it's a weird one I hope movie theaters don't close. I hope we keep the ones that we have near us. I don't give a shit about Odeon. I don't ever go there. But for the people that work there, keep it open. They need jobs. But um, I'd like for you to stay open. Yeah, sure. That's the thing about like closing these cinemas. It's like you lose a lot of jobs, and you lose a lot of um. You 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 lose a platform for these um smaller movies to actually get recognised. Like I saw Saint Maud last year. Which is like this indie film uh, debut movie by Rose Glass, and like where else is that going to get shown? Like it could be like put on Netflix, but it's like some some streaming services don't want to take a chance with these like out there movies, I guess. And I think that that was a really good experience that I had with Saint Maud. But it's like I was like one of the only people in the theater as well, so it's like, and as much as advertising as that got in in this in this area. Um, at least in my screening, there were not a lot of people. Um, so I just think people aren't really going to take a chance with movies maybe that they don't know yeah. like loads about. If it's on a streaming service, maybe they'll stick to something they're more familiar with. But if you're out anyway and you're like, oh, well, might as well go to the cinema and just see what this movie is. Like, I did yeah, that when I, when I saw St. Maud, the cinema wasn't packed, but it was busy. But like two groups left halfway through the film. Yeah, it's also like people was... people going to the cinema. Like it's it's gonna decrease. It's like especially like when lockdown ends, it's going to decrease. People don't want to leave the house because there is paranoia about uh, the pandemic and about catching this disease. And that's not gonna go away in like a few months. It's not gonna go away in like a few years. Even I think this is just gonna be something that people are dealing with for, for a very long time. It is a it's a strange one. And if streaming platforms do um, become the dominant form of movie releases, you're going to have so many uh, low-budget or smaller studios not being able to release in the cinema. The only hope that they've got is to release it on a streaming service, which then gives the streaming service. It, the ball's in their court. They can bargain with whatever they want. They can not negotiate, and the stream, the, the low-budget studio or the low smaller studio has an option to either take whatever they're offered or not show their movie at all and I think that would be a shame if it comes to it and I, I, I don't see cinema going that way. A lot of like small independent um, 
filmmakers and studios like just put their films up on like Vimeo or a video like streaming platform like that where you can go on and buy or rent the film because they make all the profits from that. I didn't know you could do that. I would prefer yeah. that, honestly. Rather than like taking out a subscription to another streaming service, I would rather just pay for the movies that I want to see. Yeah, of course. Well, this is it. People are saying that streaming services are going to be the death of uh, cable. And although it's going that way, the only people that own cable nowadays are people that have had it for years, our parents, or anyone that really wants to watch sports, I guess. Then you've got pay pay, uh, pay-per-view subscriptions you can buy. Um, yeah, we pretty much just have like free view channels now in our house because none of us watch any of the like subscription stuff. Yeah. We just watch Netflix and stuff if we want to watch anything like that. Mate, me and all of my siblings, not one of us, in all the years we've moved out, have ever had a cable subscription. Never needed it. You've got these streaming services. My brother's kids and well, when my nieces and nephews are growing up, they were watching Disney or not Disney Plus, but like Netflix for kids. Now they've got Disney Plus to watch them them movies on. Amazon Prime, everything. But in saying that, to watch all the T V shows and movies that you want to watch with them taking stuff off Netflix and putting stuff on Amazon Prime and moving stuff around, you need so many streaming subscriptions that you're basically paying for a cable package anyway. Yeah, and that's one other reason I think um, piracy is gonna jump up massively. Yeah, because it it was it was huge till like Netflix and Amazon Prime became like so successful a few years ago. But I think slowly, as so many companies are making their own streaming services and taking stuff off the other platforms that their stuffs on, like Prime or Netflix, then I think the more people are torrenting and streaming stuff on illegal websites and stuff. Yeah, shame. I think a lot of these old people who watch TV, they're just watching TV to have like something in the background as well. They're not watching it for like, oh, I've got to watch this. Like maybe a couple of like shows that, that they're on at like a specific time that they want to tune into. But a lot of the time, like um, they just want the TV on to like not be in complete silence, I guess. Yeah. I mean, so that's like, that's why like cable is still around, I suppose. All these old people using it. I mean, there's only two shows that I can remember that I would actively watch on cable TV, and that was Takeshi's Castle and uh, Jeremy Kyle. <laughs> Jeremy Kyle sucked. I hate that show so much. Don't you fucking say that. That's like, yeah, it sucked, man. It was awful. So, but like these these shows that I watched that would be on cable TV, I can mostly find on like the the channels uh, streaming services like BBC iPlayer or like. Um, Channel 5 or ITV or BBC 3 they're just like on their own yeah. like I can get them on an app on my TV and just click on it and then I have it and then that's just that's the way yeah, I like, like to watch TV not just like, like I, I don't I watch, like having to wait for it and that's the thing yeah I watch quiz shows like Pointless or The Chase while I'm having dinner and they're like on BBC iPlayer or ITV player so you don't really need to watch them on TV yeah but who the hell's going to go out of their way to watch The Chase honestly <laughs> People watch The Chase because it's just there. That's why they watch it. No yeah. one's going to go, oh, I can't, can't believe I missed an episode of The Chase. No one's saying that. Yeah, I watched... Um, that. I'm, sure there's, I'm sure there's someone out there who's religiously watched every single episode of it. My, my mum <laughs> loves The Chase and Tipping Point. Yeah, yeah well, so there we go. Fine, it's right. that kind of demographic that it's, um, it's for. I don't think our generation 
is like really religiously watching the chase or like tipping point, you know? They're not, they're not, I don't want to say that they're not good shows, but it's like, they're not, they're not for us. Shows that, they're not for us. And like, I, I don't think anybody would want to tune into them for like substantive, um, like television, you know? Honestly, yeah, there's not really a lot of weight to them. They're just kind of like brain dead stuff that you just throw on. So there's something there. Yeah. I'd love to watch Deal or No Deal just to see people like turn down oh, thousands of pounds and then win a penny. They're like, oh. <laughs> That's what we should do on the podcast. Just pick one of these shitty, shitty shows that only exist because they're on cable and they wouldn't exist otherwise if they were not. And just like pick a season of it. Yeah. Do they do seasons of like The Chase? Jer- I don't know. Yeah, but, but there's like a hundred episodes in a season. Cause Can you they, buy... Like, they film like... 10 episodes a day. Can you buy mm. box sets of like EastEnders season one? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. I'm sure you can. No, I've never seen them. There's like, like, I've honestly, I've been into like CEX one time and seen like um, Coronation Street on DVD. I've never seen. Yeah, you I've can s- get like seen compilation that. DVDs of these soaps, like, like EastEnders too hot for TV of like all the deleted stuff that they couldn't show and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I but- hate those shows. Like the Coronation Streets and the EastEnders and the Emmerdales. They, they just feel like they're on a constant loop. Like they never, never end. It, like they've been going since like the 90s and they just they pump out a, an episode every day. People watch them religiously. Yeah. I just can't, I cannot get into those shows. They're so bad. So I've just Googled um, EastEnders DVDs and the only mm-hmm. ones that you can buy online are like the best of EastEnders. Uh, twenty year right. EastEnders twenty years in Albert Square. Um, EastEnders Slaters in Detention. So that seems awful. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, EastEnders Last Tango and yeah, Wolf. I'm not sure like the formatting. I'm I'm not into- Yeah, what I don't think you this? can get like what's happening. I don't think you can get like seasons of them, which is pretty weird. I mean, there'd be dozens of these shows uh, seasons. I've always found it a bit strange that you can't buy like EastEnders season one or anything like that because like all the old people will love it. They'll fucking buy them up. I'd know what to get my mum for Christmas. Yeah, I, I think, think they're on. I think yeah. most episodes are on BritBox, that BBC and ITV streaming service. Ah, that's probably why yeah. then. Yeah, I think that like TV show formatting is very different now than it was. Uh, in the in the twentieth century, at least, like like I've watched like a couple of episodes of the old old Doctor Who, and that's like each episode is like split into maybe four mini episodes. So you got to watch yeah. like really like six episodes that are like twenty five minutes long to yeah, consume the entire story of what would be in a regular length episode today. Wow. Yeah, each story is like almost an hour and a half, sometimes two hours, but they're spread across loads of episodes. Yeah, those are like hard to get through, honestly, because a lot of them are terrible. <laughs> what was the last like show that you guys watched like every week when it was airing? God, um, I do that now. I do that now, honestly. Like, but you mean like on cable? I guess. Um, yeah, like not like, like on like a streaming service, like with like Wonder Vision and shit, like. Stuff that was actually on TV. God, I, I don't lost. Know. Um, maybe like Doctor Who. Honestly, I always tuned into that. Um, most of the time. 
Or like when I was a kid, nah. um, I'm not really sure what shows I tuned into on, on the weekly, I guess. It was a lot of Doctor Who, I think. That's like no, the think, main one that sticks in my mind. I think the last TV show that I watched would have been maybe Lost, maybe How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Something. For me, I think in the last few years, I can only think of like two that I've watched that they aired, like watched every week. And they were like the last season of Game of Thrones and then the recent revival of Twin Peaks. I watched all that when it was airing. I, but apart from that, I can't think of anything recently. I, I've watched every DC TV show every week. Um, The 100, I watched that every week when that came out. Grim. When season six and five were coming out, I watched them, and they're recent. But um, it wasn't the most legal method of um watching yeah. these shows, so I don't think I'd class them as like I'd say yeah, the one hundred probably the last show recently, late last year that I watched where I had to wait weekly for the episodes. But I was I was watching it on Yes Movies. I I don't have cable. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like you don't really get these kinds of shows. Um, these days, um, airing on like these cable access TV channels. I watched like His Dark Materials, which was a BBC uh, BBC show recently, and that was good. Um, you had to wait like a week before you could watch uh, the new episode of that. But that's like it, honestly. I don't really have much else because that's not like that's not the way that TV is going anymore. It's sort of that that kind of thing. It's declining. Well, most people just wait but for the series get, like, to get these... put on Amazon, then they just rent the series and just binge watch it. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's why like, like, I got into Netflix Game of Thrones. Stuff, I was yeah. say that's why like Netflix and stuff always put their seasons like they dump it at once, so you can watch it I'm, all at your own pace. I'm so I cannot stress how annoyed I am that The Boys season two and now WandaVision are being released weekly. I get it; they're trying to keep subscriptions by releasing them weekly, so people don't just pay for one month, watch it, cancel straight away. But at the same time, you're paying for a fucking streaming service. Like, yeah, if you've got the yeah, that's seasons, why I've not watched any of One Division yet. I'm waiting till it's all out so I can just watch it. I'm too impatient. Like, in a few days, I'm way too impatient. I, I'm I'm watching it weekly. Episode seven tomorrow. I'm buzzed. It's getting really good. But it just fucking annoyed me. I was like paying for this streaming service, and we having to wait weekly to watch these shows. Been just dump yeah. them. More still, people are still going to watch every episode. You probably get more people watching it. So I waited over a year to start before, um, after Game of Thrones had finished to start watching it because now I can. I just bought the Blu-rays and I just binged through them. Yeah, yeah, that's quite good. I used to watch Merlin on the on the reg weekly as that came out on BBC One uh, when it was out. That's that's probably up there. But yeah, not not a lot that I can see. Like One Division, I do watch that every week, but sometimes I just like forget about it because I'm not like super invested into it. Um. It's a, it's a fine show, but it's like, I'm definitely not going to watch all of these Marvel shows because I just don't really care enough. But this is like the only one that they've got. And it's like the like the biggest TV show at the moment. And that's because it's Marvel and people who want to watch Marvel, I guess, and they've got nothing else to do. They're just staying inside. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Like maybe you could do like a, like a series dump and then that'd be fine. I do like doing that. Um, but sometimes, I guess it depends on what the show's going for, um, to see if like you would watch it weekly or just you would want to consume it in one go. I find if I watch it weekly, I, a lot of the time I forget what happened in the last episode. Yeah, 
Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah that happens a lot. Best I'm doing if, that with like Twin Peaks at the moment. Especially if a show's very like has a few boring episodes where you just zone out and then you're like, shit, what's happened? And the little recaps yeah. that they do at the beginning just don't quite cut it anymore, do they? And sometimes they don't do recaps. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're just like expected to know what happened. I like that WandaVision are doing recaps. But then again, they're taking a lot of um, inspiration from sitcom base over the decades, which had them in anyway. Yeah. I feel like with WandaVision, if you don't know what they're parodying, it can give it a bit, like, a bit annoying. <laughs> I don't know, I've only really known the latest episode, Malcolm in the Middle. I never really watched anything else, that any sitcoms back in the day. So all the shows that they're parodying or referencing, I have no fucking clue about, but it's shot good. Weren't they all like, it's not it all been like 50s to 90s stuff no, before they, they, the Malcolm they in the Middle? No, they skipped the 90s, early 2000s, they're up to now, and then this week they're going to Modern Family. The Modern Family inspired episode. No. They went, yeah, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, skipped to like, I'd say the late, late 90s to early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I would have expected them to do like a Friends sort of thing uh, for 90s. Mm, yeah. I don't know if it would have worked, but I like what they're doing. Friends, yeah. This is the thing. Friends right? is like a show that if, if, I, if I had to watch Friends like on a weekly basis and like Friends came out oh, mate, like one that episode at a time, been... I would not be able to watch it. No, that would have been a killer. But, like, I know this is completely unrelated to what we're talking about, but, but like, I fucking hate people. I don't know if I... I don't know. It would just create a whole new conversation yeah. <laughs> about what we're not talking about. I just I just don't get when people say about, like, I've seen it with WandaVision so much. People just like, oh, it's Marvel, it's just bad, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I mean, it's literally the only cinematic universe that has ever been successful. And when people say, like, when people say, like, every Marvel movie is just lazy, it's the exact same thing, I don't think these people have any clue as to how smart Kevin Feige is when he's planning these movies. Because the guy is just... There's so much reference material from the comics that he takes and it needs to make sense, and it does. Like, that's what has made this mo- these movies work so well. But that's a story for another time. Yeah. Marvel's like that, I think. As much as I am kind of, like, so-so about the Marvel movies, I do like them. Um, but some of them just don't really... I don't really care about. Yeah. But it is, it's undeniably an intelligent business model. It's just, it just mate, is. honestly, if you've read any of the comics as much as I have, and then you watch these movies, the, like, on it, Kevin Feige just must plan these movies, like, years in advance, just because of the stuff that they have to put in, and, like, things have to make sense certain places. And, and they do. Crazy. And they do plan them years in mm. advance. Well, like the next ten years planned out, probably. Yeah, yeah. They are, apparently they like create all the like action sequences like four or five years before the films are actually made. They like basically create them shot for shot, like just using like primitive CGI, so they know exactly what to do. Yeah, I saw like a thing, uh, like a post on some social media site the other day about that. People like were like learning that they like storyboarded their movies years in advance, or like, and they were like oh my god, I can't believe they've done this. Marvel is ruining cinema. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> like, that's storyboarding and, like, doing doing these things to make your move. Like, I think their point was, it gives the directors no creative control. And I'm like, well, that that's Marvel. Like, that's just, that's, they have their business model and that's what they follow. Like, of course the directors don't have as much creative control as they would in, like, their own kind of movie. But that's because they're working for mate, a company. I don't. Like, what do you think is going to happen? I don't think you have a, mate. The the Marvel directors have a lot of freedom with their movies. 
I mean, when John Favreau directed the first Iron Man, 90% of the script was improvised and lines were made up on the spot. John Favreau pretty much had his own thing. Kevin Feige's been given the Marvel every piece of Marvel property, comics, shows, um, games, anything Marvel-related, Kevin Feige is now in charge of that Disney's given him. Kevin Feige is so lenient with his with his directors. I mean, there were so many shots in, uh, uh, what is it, Avengers 2 that were going to be taken out, but Kevin Feige was like, no, we're not doing that, we're keeping these shots in. And so are the directors. So they, they, they have a fair amount of freedom. But um, I just think, who, what was that director that just said, just dissed every, just disenfran- disregarded every Marvel movie in in like a podcast or something or interview. So they they weren't real cinema. Martin Scorsese. Yeah, I think. Or like he, like, it's like it's not like the kind of movies that he grew up. He likened them to like theme park rides. Like you go in there, you get your thrill, and then you go out, and you don't really yeah, think about them I, much. I afterwards. think like I know the guy's got a lot of accolades about him, and he's more caught up on the whole making movies than what we will ever be. I think if you're a director and you're saying that about other movies, something it's like if we said a certain genre of music wasn't actually music. It's just it's so disingenuous to your own art art form, and that's just coming from a guy that clearly has never read any of the comics or has no idea how much effort is actually put into the movies. Even though they may not, they may Wait. be somewhat like boring to some people. The some of the best storytelling in cinema in terms of connectivity and that is well what he what he meant by it wasn't that there's no no talent or anything or effort put behind it he just doesn't think the films really leave you with anything they're like like super deep emotional like experiences or anything they're just like fun for a couple hours that's about it tell that to all the people that cried when spider-man died and tony stark died in the avengers movies i will you tell him that next time you see him, Chris. I, <clears throat> I think it's just this factory formula that he has issue with. It's like they just pump these out on a conveyor belt. And yeah, but it's it's, they've got the so many that... working parts to it. There's so many different directors. It's not like you've got one director working on every movie. There's a different director no. for every single, every single separate movie. So you can have directors work on two movies, three movies at a time and get them out within a year because the next year... You've had directors that have been working on movies for two or three years. Yeah, I think the point he was trying... Do- I don't think that he hates those movies. Um, they're just not for him, I guess. I just... It's not- the cinematic landscape now is completely different than like they were back when he grew up. I just think me you and know, him need to have a way, YouTuber the way boxing match. <laughs> yeah. Even though he's like 80 years old. <laughs> We're still raking the money. You'd probably go to swing for him and you'd have a heart attack before you even collide with Acclaimed him. beloved director versus no-name scum from Portsmouth, <laughs> a.k.a. we're not talking about you, Molly. Um, I don't have anything more to add. I don't know about you, boys. No, I don't no. really remember what we were talking about, to be honest. I just kind of... Yeah, so in answer to your question, um, what were my thoughts on Warner Brothers doing movies <laughs> on their streaming services? Um, eh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm... I'm excited to see where it goes, but at the same time, I have no idea where it can go or what it means. I am glad I can watch um, The Suicide Squad without leaving my house. <laughs> I ain't yeah. fucking paying for that. I'll just wait till... No, me neither, I'll just but wait I'm glad I can a... watch it without leaving my I'll house. I'll wait till Max buys it on DVD, then I'll borrow it off him. Of course I'm not going to do that. 
you've bought some pretty shitty movies, Max. Yeah, but have you got that. the New Mutants yet? No, I'm gonna wait until it goes down like a lot in price. Honestly, yeah, I would fair. say buy it from like as much as CEX secondhand, but it'll probably cost the exact same secondhand in their stores, like Tesco's yeah, brand well at new. the moment. Yeah, I went into yeah. Tesco's yesterday and I was looking at like the DVDs and stuff they have, and they have a section for New Mutants, but there's no copies left. Oh wow. People just love it so much. Maybe. Um, yeah, so if no one's got anything to add, we can, we'll can. end it here. That's the end of the episode. Episode 18. Sorry that we had to do this instead of the regular thing, but it worked out Don't well. Don't ever apologise for anything, Mac. They've got their fucking episode, and that's all that matters. You got your fucking episode, alright? Why don't you just be grateful for what you get? Yeah. Okay? Stop complaining the one we all the planned time. comes out next week. Oh, so shit. Okay. Right, before we go, did you guys see what the uh, mayor of uh, Texas or, like, Houston said the other day? When uh, So, you know, all these power outages are happening and houses are being left without power in these freezing temperatures. Um, oh, so yeah. the mayor, I don't know if it's the mayor of Houston or the mayor of Texas itself or a few states, put out a tweet. I'll send you guys the, the statement. Basically said, um, the government doesn't owe you anything these um water and all these facilities don't owe you nothing um if you've got no water get off your ass and fight make a plan and find a way if your family's cold think outside the box and make them warm and it's like at the end of the day it's survival of the fittest i kid you not that is what the mayor of fucking i think it's houston said and then when he was questioned about it he was like well i'm not mayor anymore so that's like what Boris Johnson would say if he was allowed to say whatever he wants. Fuck Boris Johnson. He kind of is. Yeah. Oh, I, I re- fucking just saw a headline for an article and it was just like, Boris Johnson um, says this will be like the last lockdown with all the vaccinations being given out. Um, and then at the end of it, it's like, but nothing's guaranteed. Well, this isn't the last lockdown then, is it? You can't say this is the last one and then say it's not fucking idiot. Anyway, thanks for watching episode 18. Yeah, so that was that. Um, definitely, I think the big the big news in like c- cinema n- uh, now is like what Martin, Martin Scorsese's essay, what he's saying about um, how like the contrast. Also, between, like, Emma Stone's and... playing Cruella Deville. Don't forget about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've that. got people screaming about the Cruella movie, and also people uh, talking about Martin Scorsese. That's yeah. Brilliant juxtaposing, a brilliant contrast there. So anyway, that's the end of episode 18. We do have, of course, our social medias. If you would like to uh, subscribe, follow and like, we've got at Sunday Movie Marathon on Facebook, at Sunday Movie Pod on Twitter, at Sunday MM on Letterboxd, and YouTube is the Sunday Movie Marathon. I honestly knew. Thank you so much for listening. Didn't know that we had half of that. So I'll go give it a follow. Yeah, we've got it all. Mm, epic. <laughs> That's one new follower. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>